Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is the Pet Loss Companion, which we do every Thursday from about 6, well, actually exactly at 6 p.m. to about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is an opportunity for us to share with you some information, some recommendations that go beyond what we are able to share in our book, The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. Nancy and I have been leading pet loss groups forever. <laughs> Nancy's been doing it for 30 plus years and I've been doing it for about 14 years. And it's something that we, we do because we know how much this hurts people and it is a, a way for us to provide support when people are at some of the most vulnerable times that they may have in their lives. With this program, we often share stories from audience members. And so we invite you to write to us and you can share a story of your own or you can suggest a topic or you can suggest a guest. But we'd like very much to hear from you. And you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at nsaxtonlopez at csmpc.com. That's N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z at csmpc.com. If you do send us a story of yours, we will do our best to get back to you. And if you are comfortable with it, we will likely share your story on this program. You don't have to let us do that. If you'd like for us to be able to share your program, tell us that. Tell us that it's okay to share with others. It's very helpful for other people to hear mm -hmm. the stories of audience members, to hear your story, because it just helps people to feel understood and less right. alone supported and often less understood. guilty because many people are plagued by guilt mm -hmm. as you probably know from what you've heard if you've listened to any of our programs or just what you know about grieving so let us know if it would be okay to share and if not that's fine as well we understand that sometimes people will tell us share most of the story but don't share this little piece or don't share my name, right. make up a name for me or something like that. That's fine as well. The information I'm sharing as we get started is all in the description that is attached to this video cast or podcast, however you may access it. You can support our work in a number of different ways through Venmo, through PayPal, through a monthly subscription. Again, all this is in the, in the description. This program we'd like you to know is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Mass. Dakin is a multifaceted program that provides shelter for animals of all various types and is an adoption center and also provides all kinds of different resources. You can learn more about them at dakinhumane.org. That's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. One of the programs that Dakin sponsors is a monthly cost-free zoom pet loss support group that i facilitate it is usually on the second tuesday of the month it runs 6 p.m to 7 30 p.m eastern time you can find the rsvp linked in the program description you can join from anywhere in the world and we have people who join from all across the country and all across the world 
and you can uh, think about joining us next meeting which is on june 13th so coming up in a week and a half or so mm -hmm. a couple weeks maybe and final request or final piece of information we'd like to give you before we get started is to please consider pressing the subscribe button on youtube if you haven't already and if you find this program valuable because doing so affects the algorithm that provides this program as a resource closer to the top of the list when somebody's looking for pet loss support. So if you could do us the favor of subscribing on YouTube, that would be good for the program and hopefully good for many other people as well. Mm -hmm. Nancy, want to get us started? Yeah, there's a couple things. Um, we have a few stories tonight that we're going to share. Um, and it and it comes down to a question that is many times, I mean, multiple times asked of us um, during bereavement work, the group work, is how do I get over this? How do I work through it? How do I heal? Um, it's, it's, a, it's one of the major questions. There's only about three or four questions that come up, you know, every time that we would do a group. Um, and yeah, this one is one of those. How do I, how am I ever going to make through this? How am I going to heal? So we're going to talk, um, about this in context to these two stories. I do want to have an update. I do have an update, um, with, uh, one of these stories we shared last week, which was Danielle and, and, um, and her her beautiful um, dog um, Nilla, who um, has passed away now. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was we got a call from her or an email from her right after the podcast, and she had listened, and she had said that forty five minutes before we went on air that they had made that decision to euthanize her. So our hearts go out to Danielle and her family. I know that was a difficult decision for them to make. And it was just so, so kind of this thing that happened, this coincidence that we had, we were talking about Noah and Danielle that night, yeah, yeah. last week. That okay, so um, I'm going to talk um, about healing and the story and we are the story that i have is from kayla and i believe it's aria who is or was her beautiful dog um i am writing to you because i've been struggling over the loss of my girl more than i've ever struggled before i googled podcasts about losing your soul dog and yours came up and here is my story I got Aria when I graduated from college in 2016. She was a red tri-Australian shepherd and she became everything to me. She was perfect. The best listener, learner, comforter, most loyal girl I've ever known. She was my comfort and she was my home. I love that, she was my home. On February 13th, I came home from work and she was having diarrhea and vomiting. And this was something that, to ha that happened sometimes, so I didn't worry too much. But I made her an appointment to see the vet the next morning. I worked the next day, so I had my girlfriend take her to the vet. 
They did what they normally do for her and gave her fluids, ran labs, started her on antibiotic, and gave her an antiemetic, antiemetic, I think it is. Usually, she will start eating and feeling better within a couple hours after this. This time, she did not. When I got home from work that night, she still wasn't eating and was still having diarrhea. I had my mom call the emergency vet to see if we should take her in, but they said to give it until morning to see if the medications start to help. The next morning, she was more lethargic and started walking slightly funny. I immediately made her an appointment and I took her in. They started doing tests, but as we were there, she started decompensating quite quickly. The vet then called the emergency specialty care center and wanted us to take her there. They admitted her to the ICU and I had to leave her there that night. They diagnosed her with ITP, immune thrombocytopenia. Her platelets were 16 and normal is 150 to 400, which causes bleeding. They started her on fluids and steroids and said 70% of dogs make it through this. The next day, she was not getting better. She started going into multi-organ failure and they think she lost the function of her back legs because she maybe had bled into her spine. I went to there with my mom, my sister, and my girlfriend. And once I saw her, I knew I had to let her go. It was the toughest decision I have ever had to make. She was my everything. I laid on the floor with her and cried. I sang, you are my sunshine to her because that's what I always used to sing to her. Since then, I've been struggling immensely. I had slept every single night with her for almost seven years. She was young and healthy a couple days prior. I was in shock for the next two weeks and could not return to my house. After those two weeks, I'm feeling empty, sad, anxious, angry, etc. It's so hard to live without her. I have such a great support system, but I lost one of the things that meant the most to me in this world so suddenly. I'm trying to heal, but it's just so hard. Thank you for listening to my story. I know it's long. You are welcome to share my story. And if you have any advice on how to heal, I would greatly appreciate it. So do you want to do palettes and then yeah. we'll talk about healing? And here's, here's Aria. Here's Aria as a puppy. Beautiful. Aria with her friend. Beautiful baby. She was beautiful. a beautiful dog. So this is beautiful. Caleb's letter. He wrote, guilt. Our rescue dog, Tucker, passed away February 26, 23, the emergency, at the emergency clinic. We thought he was around eight, but the vet assumed 11 or so. That morning, he was struggling to breathe because he had chronic bronchitis. My wife and I didn't say it a proper goodbye because we assumed he would be fine. I'm not sure why my brain didn't realize something was different. I nonchalantly said goodbye, like always, as my wife took him from our home. I watched the video of it from our living room camera and just started playing on my phone while watching our daughters. Not a single thought came into my mind that he would die, but later that night, or later that afternoon, his heart gave out from pulmonary hypertension. Hearing the phone call, from the vet and my wife yell, what happened still haunts me. The shock was palpable 
and we've been crying for four days straight. He's just gone, was there and now not, and we didn't see it coming. How can we move on? How? The guilt and sorrow from him not being at home is killing us. I'm a Christian and I've read from pastors that I'll see him again, yet I miss him so much regardless. Please help. Thank you, Caleb. So, as Nancy said, we wanted to we put these two notes together because they end with this question that we've heard so, so many times. And the first comment that I'll make is what these two people did in sharing their stories is one of the ways that you heal. It's to, it's to just put together the story of what happened. And if you write it down, that can be really helpful because it gives you a tiny bit of distance from it, a little bit of perspective. Mm-hmm. You can return to it and edit it. You can, but it's not, it's not all inside your head. It's not all inside your heart. It's also out in the form of text and you can, you can look at it and you can reflect on it a little bit differently when you do that. So if you are inclined to write, whether or not you share the writing with us yeah. or with anybody, Anyone, it can right. help you to, to do that. So journaling can help. And one of the things that we see in both of these cases too is social support. Mm-hmm. That Kayla says she has a good support network. Right. It's clear that Caleb has a wife and a family. And so... And his religion, that, right? He was talking faith, to pastors, right? Yeah. Correct. So that there's every every mechanism of social support of spiritual support that you have in your life is one that you should activate and use. yes and so that's there was one there was one note i'll never forget this there was a, a program that we did in which apparently what we talked about in part was a man who had gone to a pet loss support group for quite a, quite a long time, for months. And somebody wrote a note on YouTube saying, what kind of a man would go to a pet loss support group because he lost his cat? And I remember writing to writing that the kind of a man who understands the importance of social support and the kind of a man who is strong enough and smart enough to put aside all the BS about men not getting support. It's pulling themselves up by the bootstraps and not not uh, having emotions. It's it's much more. The person has much more character. The man has much more character and strength. Yeah, if he is in touch and can work with his feelings. And so it was very interesting when I wrote that note. A number of people wrote that they really liked the note, but I couldn't not respond to that. No, I mean I don't respond to all of the comments that people put on on the the YouTube broadcast, but it's just that begged for a corrective response. Well, the other thing is, too, is that, you know, you want to have supports that are um, aligned with you, too, though. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, you know, I just went through this with someone. It, It will be a story we share down the road, but she had she had put on Facebook um, the death of her cat, and there was a person who was critical of her on Facebook. <laughs> Why did you do this? How calm? You should never have done this. 
And I spent a lot of time with her emailing back and forth to say, you know, it's so hard and it's so difficult to have a death and the pain and the suffering that you're going through and then to have somebody criticize you for it. Oh right? my gosh. As though, as though people don't often have enough guilt to begin with. That right. Some, I won't say the word, but <laughs> let's say well, I told her I wasn't going to say what I really wanted to say either. So but jackass makes a hostile kind. I mean, right. what what is up with people? There's so much hate and so much vitriol and Crit it, criticism, judgment. Yeah, you know, it, but 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 it does enforce that idea that you don't want to make yourself vulnerable to everybody no. when you're grieving. You want to connect with people who love and respect you. Yes. and will listen to you and will understand what you're going through are not going to diminish it or not going to say things like mm -hmm. it was only a cat or it's only a dog or it's only a rabbit or whatever mm -hmm. get another one you know the, you don't want to be connecting with people who are likely to say that kind of thing but you you so getting back to these two stories you know, some of the, we, we kind of go back to basics, right? When it comes to, to grief, when it comes yeah. to self-care as the very core of what we need to do, we need to, we need to make sure that we're, that we're getting enough to eat. We need to make sure that we're trying to get enough rest, which sometimes can be difficult because the, depending on how you grieve, grief, right? The, yeah, mean, the pain of grief can sometimes make it very difficult. But we we want to we want to take care of the basics, yeah. and that's that's where we need to we need to sort of start our 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 healing recommendations, process. I guess. And and so we have a comment from from Debbie Jenkins. Let me just show this. Uh, isn't it Debbie Jenkins Frankel? Isn't it amazing how being vulnerable is such a strength? Thank you. Nancy and Kenzie yes. talking about this. And thank you, Debbie. Debbie Absolutely. Does, uh, thank Debbie you. Debbie leads a group of clinicians who are who are experts, focus a lot of their practice on grief and helping people through grief. So it's very she does really great work and I highly recommend uh, her group as well. And so thank you for that, Debbie. But you were saying, Nancy, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so you want to have some people around you that you believe will be supportive of you mm -hmm. um, because it's you're too vulnerable to be in situations where if you share something and there is a criticism or a comment or, or friends that don't even talk to you. You know, we've had those situations where friends have friendships have been lost right? Because we don't know how to grieve in our society. And so, oh, so sometimes yeah. people don't know what to say. They don't so they don't say, say anything. They don't say and, anything and it creates a, an interruption in right. the connection. And so, yeah, it's always a good idea to mention. And I just want to uh, also add, this is Debbie's group, private oh, practice good. group, Thank you. Uh, grief on Facebook. I'm a member of that group. It's very, very instructive. So People want to you, learn more about uh, Debbie and that group. Go there, and and you'll learn. And but there's other ways. I mean, to, you know, maybe do. I mean, yes, you have to take care of yourself. Yes, that's hard to do um, because you don't feel good, 
right? You don't, you, you just don't, but it's being gentle and caring for yourself to have those supports. But sometimes also to, to maybe start to think about rituals or memorials or doing, you know, doing something creative, you know, kind of working on, on a picture or writing a poem or writing the story, you know, or, or gathering pictures around. I mean, there are so many different things that can be helpful and it doesn't matter how many you do. It doesn't matter if you have a ritual every day. Well, yeah, the, the idea of suspending judgment is so important. Why yeah, am I, I mean, still feeling this way? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Shouldn't I be over it by now? I never agree yeah. so much for my mother or my father. That's I mean, all right. that we tend That's to layer do. judgment on this. And it's, it, it's, there's, nothing, there's no benefit in doing that. Every loss is unique. We've talked about how the connection that we have with animals is often so intimate that it makes a lot of sense that they leave a hole in our lives that is enormous. And, right. and so, but it's, it's, there, there's nothing, there's nothing beneficial in, in judging ourselves. And so we want to try very hard when we hear that, if we hear that voice to counter it and to not, not, not go with it. That's right. So any kind of creative endeavor, any kind of, you know, giving back in your your beautiful pet's name. You know, there's all I mean, I do the group every this group, this this podcast is for my first pug, right? Tashi. Mm -hmm. Tashi came out of um, you know, creating the group in the first place in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety. Oh my god, nineteen ninety. So I mean, I did it for her. It was, it happened to be on the date that we decided to start the group of the year anniversary to her death. Yeah. Wow. And it, so every, every group, every podcast goes back to my initial first lady. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, and that makes me feel good that, that all of, all of my babies after that, they all have part of that, but it's okay to, remember them in whatever way that you need to remember them. Right. And people do that in all kinds of creative and individual ways. We have people who do things like they get stuffed animals that are a replica yeah. of their pet and they sleep with that stuffed animal on their bed because that's what, that's the way their pet slept with them. And they, we have people who keep all the various artifacts that their pet had very close at hand. So we've heard, I've heard regularly from a man who, who goes everywhere with his deceased dog's collar in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And that brings comfort. And he goes on walks where they used to go for their walk. Right. People do what, whatever comforts you, whatever comforts you. And it has, it, it, it's so important to be gentle with yourself and to do yeah. the things that you know are going to be soothing for you. You may take some time off from your usual activities. You may yeah, that's fine. You may change your routine. Yeah. You okay. may. So, and, and think about the things that bring you solace, the kinds of places that bring you solace for many people taking a walk in a natural environment, whether that is through the woods, near a stream, whether that's near the, the seaside yep, or at a lake, the shore. It, th those, those are things that can be very healing for us when we're connected to the grandeur of nature. Often that helps us 
to feel more at peace. And mm -hmm. so try these kinds of things. Really you try all kinds of different things that, that might be soothing for you. Don't, and, don't, don't try too much drinking or. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to be careful with substances. We don't try, try not to, try to keep away from negative coping patterns like that. <laughs> Ken, remember when, when there, I won't tell her name, but there was a woman that came to our group when you were doing the group with me for five years. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yes. And she had had yes. three dogs that had died yes. in a short period. Yes. Yes. And yes. she used to carry a scruffy. Her name is Diane. It's one of the sweetest people you would ever want to know. <laughs> and she would carry scruffy's, you know, ashes with her. Yeah. Right? She would, everywhere she went, yeah. she would carry them. And Ken and I would say, wow, you know, it's been five years. Always talked about her dogs. Didn't get into anything else at the group, which was, you know, appropriate. She wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to. I mean, we knew a little bit about her life. Um, but that was you know, how we knew she knew a lot about her life. <laughs> well, and, and we had, but it was all centered around the yeah, dogs. Which right? is great. Which is and, fine. And she so a lovely lady had mm -hmm. a lot, a lot on her plate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when she when she found out that she was going to be a grandmother, right, then she could leave. But, I mean, it was helpful to her. And, you know, we said, fun. I mean, whatever gets you through the night, whatever gets you through the grief process. Yeah, yeah. And, and to realize that whatever you're feeling is valid. Yeah. You know, that, that you may be feeling things that are different from the people around you. It's not uncommon for members of a couple, members of a family, members of a friendship network to feel differently, to grieve differently. Some people grieve in a way that's very open and expressive and other people do it in ways that are more inwardly focused. As long as those who you're closest with are respectful of one another and of you, there's no right or wrong. So it, it, it doesn't make sense to feel that your partner or another person who's close to you didn't love this deceased animal companion because they're more reserved in the way yeah, they're, they're not really crying anymore right or they're yeah. not expressing it anymore right. it doesn't mean that they don't love the animal no and it doesn't and it also doesn't mean that the person who is extraordinarily demonstrative is in some way impaired they're just right. going through what's natural not for them and so that's another thing to keep in mind is we do this in our own way. There are very few rights or wrong. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, who right. cares? You just uh -huh. keep doing what's, what's working for you. And it takes whatever time it takes. It's another thing that it's important to, to remind yourself of that. There is no, there is no limit at which you should say, I should be over this and, and there's something terribly wrong with me. There was another thing I want to point out too. The, with these two stories, it was a sudden loss, right? So yeah. sudden. So anticipatory grief is a little bit different than sudden, sudden, you know, death. And so there would be a shock component, yeah. shock and denial for a period of time, as opposed to if you're anticipating for months, you know, or years that, you know, your animal will die at some point. Um, so it, it's also to be gentle with that part because what happens, and, I, and you and I explain to people, you know, shock takes a while 
um, you know, and you still could be in denial. But then all of a sudden, you people say, oh, I feel worse. Well, that's because they've realized they finally right, right. have gotten to the place. It's not linear. The, the, the process right. of grieving is not linear. It's a big mess. It's, and so then you're like, you're, you're down and all over the place. Now yeah. you're in the pain, right? Yeah. Now you've really gotten that your beautiful baby is not coming back, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. there's this, this ebb and flow, you know? So, yeah. And that's why it's important, like we've said, to be gentle with yourself. Yep, yep. And 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 that gentleness includes refraining from deciding that you're losing your mind. Yeah, you're <laughs> because, not. You're not crazy, and you're not losing your mind. Almost universally, feel like they're going nuts, like yep. they're losing their mind. In fact, we lost my beloved uncle. Just you know, you know oh, this. Yes. Just about five weeks ago now and his he was 91 his wife grace my dear aunt is 88 and her sister all her sister's 95 they're very close to one another and i was visiting with them and we were talking about how you're, you're not losing your mind if you are mm -hmm. if you are having difficulty remembering things if your concentration is shot mm -hmm. if you walk into a room and you, and you don't know where you're why you're there why you went there. this is grief this is what happens and it's really important to not decide that you're completely disoriented like you're you're losing your mind or you're crazy you're not you're grieving that's well, all normal physical emotional cognitive yep. you know um all kinds of behavior symptoms that you may have that are what you usually have because you are going through grief yeah, and be be honest with yourself and with other people. It's 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 reassuring to me when somebody who's grieving says, "This is hard. This yeah. is really hard. I'm going. You know, this hurts." And yeah. they talk about the hurt, what it what it feels like, both emotional, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It is not uncommon for when we're grieving to have all the signature stress. Right. symptoms that we have when we're under a great deal of stress because that grief is an enormous stress it's a huge yes. change in our life and emotional so stress equivalent to an enormous stress and so you may have back aches or headaches or stomach right. aches or migraines or whatever and it's it's that's it's normal to just acknowledge and to do what's yeah. necessary to put one foot in the front of the other and keep going because ultimately Grief is about persevering through this very human Journey. experience of just this vortex of all these different, very, very unpleasant, painful yeah. emotions and realizations and reorganizing of your life. And, and it, you just put one foot in front of the other and keep going. And ultimately... You will point, come out. You will at come some out. Point, you 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 are grasping the loss in a way that is not so constantly intense, painful, and intense. Right. Yeah, not so constantly. You know, we, we always want to keep in mind that we we live with our losses. They don't they don't disappear. Yeah, we don't come back to exactly new. where we were before. We come back to a a deeper understanding of the way life is and the way our life story is progressing and we we re revisit our losses all the time but they don't 
they don't shatter us the way we feel shattered in the beginning, right? Right. And and your grief only signifies how amazing this relationship you had. Uh, as, you know, it's a great point. It's as we've often said that grief is a cost of having loved. Yeah. And so it's a good thing to love. Love is important. It's one of the probably the most important thing in our world after right. after the basics of food and shelter and you know being able to uh, be healthy and so go and love some more ultimately right it's true so i guess we can stop there we want to thank caleb and kayla yes. very much for sharing with us and we hope that some of what we've shared has been helpful for for them and for others who are listening. And I want to thank Debbie again for joining us and yes, contributing to the you, conversation. And also, I'll just remind you if, you, oh, the YouTube. if you can, please consider subscribing on YouTube because as we mentioned at the beginning, it, it raises the visibility of the program and brings it to the attention of, of those who may benefit. And I think Kayla said that that's how she found mm -hmm. the program is that she was doing a search. Yeah, podcast about so, losing your soul dog. Yeah, so that will help. That will help us to broaden our reach, and it'll help other people who may benefit from the content here. And Nancy, as always, it's a great pleasure. Of course, conversing yes. with you and seeing you. Hopefully, I'll see you before too long in person. <laughs> I hope so care. too. Okay. Take, care. Take care. Have a good night.